Welcome to the fattest girl in the room. This is a podcast about being a fat girl in a not so fat friendly world. Welcome to the fattest girl in the room. This is um, my lovely little podcast and this is our first community episode and that means that you're going to have a chance to listen to me and one of my fat friends discuss fat girl problems. Um, today we, I am going to be introducing you, I guess not we, I am going to be introducing you to a lovely amazing woman named Joanne French. Joanne is also a podcaster. You can find her on the podcast called Women Interviews. There is a link to it in the show notes um, just down below. So if you want to go listen to that podcast, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Joanne is lovely. Um, And today, Joanne and I are talking about um, just kind of like a general overview of fat girl problems, body positivity and um, the difference between life as a plus size woman and life as a, and I'm so using quotes over this, but like regular size woman, because Joanne is actually a size 10. Joanne used to be plus size and now she is a size 10, which is technically considered not plus size. Although Joanne is going to talk about how um, she still has those same feelings and her body size might have changed, but you know, um, her body image of herself didn't become more positive because she was plus size, but became more positive because she accepted herself as she was. So in any case, we're going to have a great interview. And this is probably one of the best interviews that I've done so far, mostly because it is a really good intro interview. And a lot of the other ones I've done have been really niche interviews. And so I wanted to share this one with you first, despite the fact that it actually wasn't the first interview that I did for this podcast, because I really want you to get a general sense of the fattest girl in the room feeling before we dig into some of those more niche topics um, and specific areas of fat girl life that we need to talk about. Uh, But, you know, I, I just really wanted an intro. And so Joanne's interview is the best for that because she's got such great advice and such great stories and such great experience that I kind of think that everyone listening to this needs to hear. I know I got a lot from it. And so I'm hoping that you get um, get a lot from it too. So um, I'm going to I'm going to let you listen to Joanne and I talk in a second here. I do want to quickly make a note that there are some kind of like weird sound things going on. And the biggest thing is actually there's an echo. And so it sounds kind of weird. And so I apologize for that. We did get rid of it as much as we humanly possibly could. Um, I've actually been having general sound issues as a whole one of the reasons why this podcast did not come out on the 10th like I had intended to uh, there was a mixture I was sick um, and also when I came back to finish everything um, I had so many sound issues and so I'm so frustrated (laughs) it's all good we're gonna be fine this is actually the third fourth time I've I've um, recorded this interview I keep having issues with it it sounds okay right now so hopefully fingers crossed that continues to be the case um 
so besides that the interview is great so just I think you guys will be okay you can totally understand everything I've listened to it three times so it is good I just want to drop in here though and let you know that that is a thing I am aware of it and I'm so sorry um despite that it's still a really good interview so um I like to start off just by asking people to introduce themselves and tell me slash the listeners who they are I obviously uh, online stalked you a little bit so I kind of know who you are (laughs) <laughs> but, but, you know, I like to ask in, in your own words. So, hi, Ty. My name is Joanne French. I'm really excited to be on the pod, on your show today. I'm a, a marketing consultant and I live in beautiful Lewis, Delaware that nobody's ever heard of. Oh, but wow. it is gorgeous down here. I moved from New York City and I love the lower, slower pace down here. And I'm um, launching my uh, marketing agency down here. I focus on content marketing. I also do direct sales and network marketing and, um, you know, just do the hustle just like everybody else. Uh, I love what I do. And I also have my own podcast. And that's how, how we met because the podcasting community um, just rocks and everyone is very supportive and friendly. And I'm just happy to be on this podcast because... Oh, it's just a, a great concept and I, I just want to support you in any way, in any way I can because I think your message should come through to a lot of women out there. Thank you. So I always like to ask people, when is the one time that, you know, regardless of your size, because I, I know um, you said you are a size 10, which is not mm-hmm. considered plus size but it's also considered plus size depending on who you ask and where you're (laughs) buying your clothes. Right. Um, and so I always like to ask people, where is the one situation where you do feel like you're the fattest girl in the room? Uh, If there is one. Well, at the beach, you know, (laughs) for sure. Um, you know, I still, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I have lost a lot of weight. Like I, I, you know, I was plus size at, at some point in my life, but I have lost weight, but you know, I, I don't like having my thighs out there in the public, you know, at all. So at the, you know, certainly at the beach, you know, you feel a little, you know, still feel like I'm the heaviest person there. Um, or just in situations where, you know, you know, I might be out. I'm older too, so I'm 51. So I, I still enjoy, and I'm not dead, people. I don't care what you say. I'm having fun. No, but I, that's I a great out, age. You know, and I see people like you know wearing the you know the tight you know short dresses and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. But recently, I just put I put myself out there. I went to a charity event where we all had to dress up as flappers, and I just wore the brightest red shortest dress that I've worn since Reagan was in office. Let me put it that way. So, (laughs) um, but I, you know, that was because I was just feeling really good about myself and, you know, I lost, I lost some weight and, you know, I just, it just felt good to wear, to wear that dress. But, you know, I've certainly, certainly feel like the baddest girl in the room, even though I am a size 10 and on a good day, a size eight, but, um, you still, you know, that, that feeling, um, never really goes away mm-hmm. and that feeling of being the heaviest girl or just not fitting in into that perfect body type or what have you has been around, has been part of my baggage since, you know, 12, I guess, 12, 13. So, mm-hmm. so you, um, 
Oh, my next question actually that always goes after that is how do you deal with that feeling of being, you know, the fattest girl in the room or sticking out? Like what's your go-to move for dealing with it? Uh, you know what? So it's, so I have the, I, since I mentioned that I'm older, I do have the advantage of age mm-hmm. and the gift that comes with that is not given an F anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> with, yeah. What people think. I don't want to curse on your podcast, but you no, know, go ahead. Actually, it will have an explicit rating. <laughs> All right. So when you get to my age, you don't give a fuck anymore. You just don't, you don't, you don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, like you just, you know, you, when you, and when you have that sense, those little butterflies or sense of insecurity, you're like, you know, just forget it, you know? Um, and, and I think that's just a, a, a blessing of, of my age. And I think it's, you know, a lot of, um, the, a lot of the, the, of the work that I've done personally to overcome that negative self-talk, which is so, so self-destructive and has, it has no purpose. So whenever I, I feel uncomfortable, I remember that I don't, you know, it's none of my business what people think of me. And I also feel like being sexy is a choice just like happiness is a choice. So, you know, years ago, I, I would wear the frumpiest, because I was overweight and I would wear the, like, the frumpiest, god-awful stuff. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I really divorce, right? I was like, sexy is a choice. I'm choosing whatever I wear and I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to, you know, look sexy and not, like I said, give a F-bomb, you know, because it's 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 a choice and it's part, it's an attitude and a mindset to feel sexy and not compare yourself to others and, and what other people think about you. I, you know, and unfortunately in our, in our society, our, our bodies, women's bodies are just up for debate all the time and judgment all the time. And I'm, it just makes me so mad. It just, now it like, before I was part of the, like I didn't say any, like I was not judgmental and stuff, but you know, I certainly judged myself a lot and believed that, oh, I should be thinner. I should look like this. I should whatever, you know, wear this or not wear that or, you know, you know, I, sh- I mean, in certain situations, there's certain, you know, you're not going to wear a bikini to somebody's wedding, you know, there's certain <laughs> that's societies. fair, you know, that's, that's fair. I mean, there are certain, you know, parts of our culture that, you know, it just makes sense. But at the same time, you know, you, you just get so angry at all of the, the labeling and the judgment, even on, even on Twitter the other day, someone posted, um, well, should a woman over 50 wear this? And it was like this beautiful, I guess, lingerie model who is over 50. And I'm like, a woman can wear whatever the hell she wants at any age, at any mm-hmm. size. No one should tell. I forget what I wrote on Twitter. And then I'm like, by the way, J-Lo is over 50, right? And then, and then I get all these comments like, well, J-Lo is rich and J-Lo can afford. Like, just because you're rich doesn't mean that like all your problems disappear and you're going to become taller and whatever, you know? So it's just like, Oh my God, every, everything is under uh, a microscope for women. And it's just, I don't know how to change it, but it's just something that, you know, 
makes me mad as hell. So <laughs> I love that you brought up uh, clothes because clothes to me, I'm obviously grossly interested in fashion. Not that you can tell by my current outfit, which is literally just a sweater. However, um, to me, clothes are something that it like if you put the right piece of clothing on or something that you want to wear versus something you think you have to wear. Like I've been inf- like infamous in the past for wearing, you know, like your your random sack or like grandma's muma <laughs> or like, you know, anything like that, because I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm fat. So there's no cute clothes or I shouldn't be wearing cute clothes because I have an ugly body. Um, but you mentioned wearing your red dress to your flapper event did it make you feel any different to wear something or or just in general does it make you feel different to wear something you like um like does it do anything to change your mindset about your body well I think it makes it you know more fun and but it was like you know it felt weird to be out in like a bright red dress (laughs) like I'll be be honest with you but I got over it pretty quickly but you do feel um, terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, you do feel, you know, you know, when I, when I go through my closet and I've gotten I'm like, why did I wear this? This is so ugly. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but it was cause I was dressing for covering myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. dressing to feel good about myself. And I think that's a mindset that was never really taught to me. And I still, you know, struggle with a little bit, but I feel like whatever I'm going to wear out, I want to, I want to feel good in and not have to dress to be like in camouflage. That that was my, that was, that was what I did. Like I wore the biggest mm-hmm. jacket, you know, the biggest, you know, coat cover, you know, like to just to like, as if er, underneath this, I was really skinny, but because I wore all these <laughs> yeah. big clothes, <laughs> yep. I just, I just it's not messed up like the way we think. Like no one can see how big I am. It is, but also that's everyone does that, right? Like that's so common. I do that too. Like like you can fake it till you make it. Exactly. Like what is I look at my class like what is this big ass ugly green thing gonna people are not gonna know that I have a big ass because I wear it. I'm like, what was I thinking? And it just makes me look like a grandma or whatever. Or like tent salesman. You know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the one who wears the product, not only sells it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you mentioned that you, or we've talked about that you've lost weight. And so you were plus size and now you're not plus size. And it sounds like the... um like the body shaming still exists afterwards. And I am a person who is famous for being like, oh, I'll do that when I lose weight. Like that's magically going to happen someday. And so like, tell me about the transition between plus size to, and I'm putting it in quotes, but not plus size and how, like how your mindset changed and how it didn't change. Well, my, my mindset changed significantly um after I lost a friend from uh who died from breast cancer um you know it's just funny how you meet people in your life that just make an impact even if you don't she wasn't my best friend I just met her our daughters became friends and she was the, the choir teacher and she's just one of those people that just had this 
bright, big smile for everybody. And like so many people were just attracted to her because she just had this magnetism. And she was a wonder, just a wonderful person. And through, I knew her for just a short time and then her cancer came back and it was really aggressive. And she died six, she's, she died six months later. And it was, it just made such a, an impact in my life. Like I said, even though, she, you know, it wasn't my sister, my best friend, and like we just met, but our daughters were the same age. And when she died, uh, I was like, oh my, you know, when I would brush my daughter's hair, or get my daughter ready, I was like, if her name was Jill, if Jill, like Jill would like, would have given anything to be doing this right now with her daughter, like anything. And cause she just loved her children so much. And you just know that about, you know, being a mom, you would just, you know, go through fire for your kids. So I just, everything that I was, I took in for granted in my life, uh, I just was like, God, wouldn't Jill just love to be doing this right now? And then when I had that negative talk in my head about the same thing you just mentioned, like when I'm going to, when I lose weight, this is going to happen. When I do this, this is going to happen. I'm like, Oh my God, can I just lose 10 pounds? Or, you know, I have these thighs, you know, what am I going to do with, you know, I was so hard on myself and my body. And I, I realized like Jill's, Jill's body for the best of her ability, just couldn't, couldn't do it. She couldn't survive. And to no fault of her own. And here I am healthy as all shit, you know, they, nothing wrong with me. Um, yeah, my thighs were big, but my thighs could run. My thighs could jump. My thighs could do anything. My arms could lift anything, could hug. Like I, I was like, you know what? I am alive. I'm healthy. And that's when I really started concentrating on that negative self-talk because I was like, why is, you know, why would I feel this way about myself when I have myself, when I have that self, I'm living, I'm, you know, so after that, I, I signed up for a triathlon and mm, by the I way, I'm not athletic at all. No, that's totally fair. <laughs> But it just gave me like a purpose to focus on. And um, it's, it's the, the, the triathlon was from, uh, it's, it's in Cape May. It's just called Escape from the Cape. And you have to jump off the Cape, Lay, the Cape May Lewis Ferry. Oh, cool. You start to do the swim. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. I want to do that. And then when I got to the edge, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I couldn't do it. So then... I, you know, again, I thought of Jill. I'm like, what would Jill do? Wouldn't Jill would like love to be doing this, even if maybe it would scare the hell out of her too. And I just thought of her when I, you know, went screaming off the side of the boat and I still kept screaming into the water, which don't do. I like burped up the bay the whole freaking day. Like I told you, I'm not athletic. I just, I just shouldn't have been there. I mean, anyway, I, I was saved. I had a swim, but I kept going into the current. There's a long story, but anyway, someone's in a um, <laughs> jet ski saved me. <laughs> but anyway, so don't let don't let your you know your abilities or that you're not athletic. Just you know do it, and you don't need someone like Jill in your life or have something tragic like that for you to change that negative mindset to just 
to love your body. I mean, if you don't love your body, who's, who's, who's gonna, who's gonna love it? I mean, don't, don't take it for granted that you could, you could actually do something. And that's when, you know, that's when I made that turn, um, from the evil negative self-talk that I had my whole life. I mean, it was such a, it's such a waste of time too and unproductive. So whenever I have those th- thoughts about my thighs, cause yeah, they've been my arch enemy since yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, my brother called me thunder t- thighs when I was little, which is not nice by the way. That didn't help, but yeah, I've just always been like an awkward, you know, I'm not uh, petite. I was never petite. I was always the second uh, tallest in the class, you know, so you have that, that thing. And then, you know, with the thighs and this and your thought and, you know, the things that people tell you, my mom would ask me if I could tuck in my butt, like, no. I got stuck in my stomach the entire, my entire childhood. (laughs) And you're like, well, but this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's not possible to tuck in your butt. It doesn't tuck in. Like, what the hell, man? But, you know, it's definitely, it's, but we are, you know, I know society is terrible, but we are, you know, I felt like I was just really terrible to myself. Like, I, I never would have said what I said to myself to a best friend. Yeah. Or to any, any, even just a random stranger, like someone that I would never do that. So why was I doing that to myself? And that, um, you know, that, you know, I still, I'm still like, you know, might complain to myself about other things, but never my body, never, never any, you know, and when I do catch myself, I just toss it because it's just, and I do think of Jill still like, and all the, you know, I hope nobody listening to this or you ever have to, you know, lose someone, even like someone, like another mom friend, like I had, but, um, you don't need that person to tell you to stop the nonsense that's going on, going on in your head. And I think that could, that just changed everything for me. Yeah. You make such a good point because most of the things that we tell ourselves, we would never say to anyone else, like not our, you know, sisters or best friends or whatever, but yet we are so happy (laughs) to just like go at it when it has to do with our like ourselves and our own bodies. So that is such a good point because I am so bad for that. And I would never say anything that I say to myself to, you know, yeah. especially like, you know, the closest people. So like my sisters and my two best friends, like I would never say anything like that to them. No. And, and imagine someone, you know, I don't, you seem like the kind of person I am tied like, imagine if someone came up to your sister and said something that went on in your head. I, I would, like, be like, oh, no. <laughs> I, you, you didn't just say that to my sister or my friend. I would really, the, 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 the gloves would come off. And it's just crazy that. Yeah, it would not be a good situation. <laughs> right? So why do we do that to ourselves? What would you say is your like best piece of, I like to call it fat girl advice. Like if you could go back to your like teenage self or in your early twenties and like tell yourself one thing about like one thing that you've learned about your body or, you know, anything like that, what would it be? It would be that, (laughs) it's so funny how you, how I, 
thought I was fat my whole life and I, you know, I wasn't in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be like, snap out of it, girl. You're not, <laughs> you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. What are you thinking? Don't hide. Don't hide. Don't hide yourself. Because that's what I spent a lot of my teen year, teenage years is hiding, trying to be the most invisible person in the room because I didn't feel like, you know, you know, it was like, well, I'll be outgoing when I lose weight or people will love me when I lose weight or, but meanwhile, I wasn't even overweight, you know, most of the time when you think about it, I mean, I was much thinner in high school than I am, than I am now, but even then it was, it was like, because I, you know, whatever I had big thighs or, you know, wasn't the, the perfect cheerleader or what, what have you that, you know, you just want to run and hide. So. And who isn't bigger now than they were in high school? I don't think I know anyone except for that might like my little sister might be the same size, but like literally I don't know anyone who is the same size that they were in high school. Right. And then in high school, we were just like, for me, I was even like, I was so bad. I just thought I was, I thought I was so fat. Yeah. No, I was the same way. <laughs> I, you know, I really, it was, it's crazy when I think about it. And uh, I was at least 30 pounds less than I am now, you know, like what, what the hell is that all about? So yeah, I would want her to snap that younger self, snap out of it. So she could enjoy her life, be more confident and not worry about what other people think. <laughs> so stop trashing yourself. Do you find that there's a difference when you like shop for clothes now that you shop in, we'll call it the regular section. I remember cause I used to shop. Um, I used to, I think in high school I was like an eight. And then I kind of went to a 12 and then after high school I was a 14 and now I I'm an 18 today. Um, And so I found a difference. Well, now as an 18, good luck finding anything cute in an actual store, period. (laughs) Like (laughs) you got to go online for that stuff. And most plus size women won't go online because they don't know how to shop online for clothes that fit them. But I remember there, like, even when I was shopping for like an eight, there was still kind of like a weird stigma because I wasn't shopping for like a two. And I don't know if that was just me or do you find a difference between like the sizes you shop for as well? Yeah. Well, the thing is when I, you know, when I did, you know, shop for plus size, which by the way, freaking hate that word plus size. Yeah. Like screw you. Plus size, you know, but anyway, (laughs) or the W like, you know, 16W Mm. or 14W or whatever. Yeah. It's like, thanks for making me it's, feel even worse. It reminds me of those <laughs> trucks that drive down the highway that they have to put, like, the wide load on the back of. Right. That's what it reminds it's me of. It's so awful. But, yeah, but it's because, like, you know, like, the men get big and tall. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a good thing. Like, all men want to be big and tall. Well, what is they, that, like, tall, dark, and handsome or whatever? Like, you want to be that. Right. And we, you know, as women, we're all supposed to be petite and quite, you know, I guess polite and, you know, pretty and all this stuff. And anything outside of that is an act of nonconformity. So 
But yeah, so when I was shopping for plus size, to answer your question, I was shopping to, for the, you know, the biggest tent to wear. So no one would, no one, somehow no one would know that I was fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was yeah. dressing to cover and look, you know, professional and, and that sort of thing. So, um, so it is different now because I, I'm just, I'm dressing to be like a, a you know, a more confident version of myself. It's still comfortable, but I'm not, you know, my, cause my mindset's not there that I have to hide everything. I'm not shopping to hide anymore. And that's, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely more choices. Yeah, no, for sure. I, there's, I think there are three plus size stores where I live. Like there's, I have access to three of them and they're all very expensive um, which I find very disappointing. Would you say, like, is there something that you do every day or do you have a, like a, a body positivity mantra of some sort or something that you always do to help yourself feel good on good days and bad days? Like, you know, just kind of to boost your spirit, I guess. It's kind of a cheesy way to ask. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I get, I get, again, it, it's all back to that, that self-talk where I just refuse to let it in into my life um, anymore. And, and I find that just beating that, that, that evil bitch in my life, like, yeah. back of my head <laughs> is, is enough, has been enough for me, for me to, uh, to just feel really, really good about what I'm wearing and, you know, being comfortable, you know, in that way. And I feel like if you wear, like wearing certain colors, you know, makes me feel, um, more energized as well. So, you know, for me, like, even though you see, um, I don't usually wear like stripes or patterns, I feel mm -hmm. lost in them. So like if I wear a, a solid, you know, brighter color, I might feel more, you know, happy or confident, but I, my go-to is still is black. I mean, I just love black, but, um. I always feel good in black. <laughs> I think for me, red is like my power color. If I want to go, I don't know. I don't even really like the color red, but if I want to go into a room and like kill it, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's always red for me. It's like a like red lipstick. I used to have a pair of like red suede shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. I, fortunately, my feet don't fit in them anymore, sadly. Um, yeah, I think that's all of my like, standard canned questions but is there anything else you think we should talk about that well you know that comes to you yeah I I just think that this just be kind be kind to yourself and and if you are the the fattest girl in the room let's say the what you're talking about be like yeah the not only my if you think you're the fattest you're probably the most outgoing badass woman in the room you know so you don't have to tell yourself you know well, I'm the fattest if, if, woman in the room um and as if that's a bad thing because it's not I mean we gotta stop that and we, I mean you, you can be healthy at any size and you can be confident at any size and you can be loved at any size your size isn't who you are and 
I, you know, and all, and all this stuff we've been told is, is just absolute nonsense. It doesn't mean, even if, if you're heavy, it doesn't mean you're not healthy. It doesn't mean you're not as healthy as someone that's a size six. You know what I mean? It's all the data is there. It's like total BS. Um, and I just read a book called Burnout and it's a great book for women. Um, then they go through the bikini industry complex. Oh, which, wow. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a good book, because, but it makes you mad. It makes you mad because we're all, we're all like bought into the BS that we all have to, you know, be these California girls on the beach in bikinis and that we have to buy all this stuff and, you know, talk to ourselves so badly and, you know, shame other women for not falling in line to that bikini industry, you know, complex, um, like the rest of us, like we're, we're always telling women or looking at them, like they should get in line. You know, like, you know, I don't, if you're 600 pounds and feel sexy and confident, like who are we to say, Oh, she, she doesn't look healthy or, you know, she needs a, whatever she needs a, this diet, that diet. And it's just stop already. Let people be happy. I was going to say, I do really hate the diet culture because I, it does teach you that there needs to be something different. And it, I, um, I find that it targets like you at every size, like regardless of whether you are a two, there's something wrong with you. Or if you're a 22, like there's something wrong with you and there's a diet out there that will fix it. Right. I mean, it's just, and it's just all marketing. Of course. Mm -hmm. Like if there wasn't, if there wasn't anything wrong with you, then they wouldn't have anything to sell you, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what? That's straight across the board for literally anything. <laughs> yeah. If we didn't exactly. have problems, we wouldn't have to sell solutions or we wouldn't be able right. to sell solutions. Right. That's such a and good point. And if you ever felt good about yourself, then, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy into all these diets. I mean, I, you know, I started dieting when I was 12 or 13, mm -hmm. been on the beet diet, grapefruit diet, every <laughs> damn diet there is. So, but again, it's because you feel like you don't fit in, you don't feel like you're not good enough and that you're, you know, need to conform to a certain, certain ideal, but you know, and I still, I still like, you know, I try to eat healthy and all this, this other stuff, but you mm -hmm. know, I'm not, I refuse to go to go on a diet. I need, yeah. you know, I've recently changed my diet, but for other reasons, like certain foods were just making me feel terrible. So I changed. Well, that. for sure. There's a difference between eating healthy and eating for your body and dieting. And I think right. for some reason we think that dieting is like synonymous with eating healthy. And that is not the case. <laughs> No, in fact, in a no, lot of cases, no. those diets are very unhealthy. They might get you the short-term weight loss, but they're not built for your body or, or your nutritional needs. And that's a big problem. Right. And, you know, it's still, you know, even though I, t I talk like uh, I got my, my crap together, you know, last year I gained 20 pounds because I, you know, it's just going through a tough time and I'm an emotional eater. So... You know, in June of last year, I was like, like, what am I doing myself? You know, even though I had the self-talk and this and that, like, I, it was just like, <laughs> I was just like eating all my problems away. And, you know, but I caught myself and I made changes and, you know, it's just not good to um, emotionally eat either. So mm -hmm. it's... 
Well, I think you need to be kind to yourself and part of being kind to yourself is taking care of yourself. And that right. includes not, you know, eating your emotions, which I think we all do at some point. Like ice cream right. is my go-to when I'm feeling crappy, like, you know, but we, you know, part of that kindness is just taking care of yourself. Right. I broke up with Ben and Jerry. It was just that, you know, that threesome was not working out for me. It wasn't good. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, you nailed it. It was the, like, you know, it was Ben and Jerry. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it's just part of that emotional eating type of thing. But yeah, but if you, you know, if you rein it back in, then uh, (laughs) realize what the heck you're doing to yourself. Mm -hmm. It was pretty bad. No, I love that. (laughs) I, yeah, I think we all do it at some point in time and it's just a process of learning what works for you and what you need and what you don't need, (laughs) which is the type of ice cream every week. That's me. (laughs) I don't need that. (laughs) It's so good though. I I know it's hard, (laughs) especially if you get the good stuff. Like if you're not, if you're not cheaping out, if you're going in and getting the really good stuff, it's yeah, it's an experience. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for me. But uh, tell people where they can find you if they want to know more about you. Well, I, you know, like I said earlier, I have my own podcast. It's uh, called Women Interviews. I interview women business owners. And, um, you know, you could find that on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash women interviews. Um, you know, it's just my podcast just chugging along. <laughs> but um you know, look, just look me up and I'd uh, be happy to, to chat with anybody. <laughs> Beautiful. And I will include all of those in the show notes. So it'll be really easy for Great. people to find it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I think this might have been one of my best interviews so far. Because okay, um, I really liked your stories. I think you have a lot of great stuff to say. I've been at this longer. I, I know it. <laughs> I've lived it. So, you know. And that's just a part, you know, age, you know, age. I wish someone would have, like I said, I think that was a great question that you asked. Like, what would you just tell your younger self? And it's like, oh, I just wish someone would have had a time machine and just shook my shoulders a little bit, you know, even at any age, you know, it's just. Well, I think uh, we all need that ridiculous. reminder every once in a while. Yeah. No, it was great. Well, Ty, thanks so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. What did I tell you? <laughs> that was what, oh man, there's so many great things that Joanne said in there that I, oh man, I hope that you got as much as, um, as I did from it. Oh, thank you so much to Joanne for coming on and for talking to us, um, and for sitting and talking to me and so that you guys could listen in. I am, I'm so excited. It was such a good interview. If you want to, if you want to learn more about Joanne, you can go into the show notes. You can find links there to all of the stuff that she was talking about. Um, go listen to her podcast. It's a great podcast. And um, yeah, wow. I'm so excited. Um, we will be back next week with another community episode. Before that, you will hear from me of another soapbox episode. Um, so I'm very, very excited to 
I'm very excited that you joined me for this one and I'm hoping that you'll join me for the next one. Um, in the meantime, go to hellotay.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-T-A-E-E.com and you can um, see what we're doing on the blog. Oh man, there's so much great stuff going down in the blog. <laughs> We've talked about um lots of different kinds of you know great clothing options that i've got i think i've got like a jacket one coming out in a few days um we just did bodysuits i love plus size bodysuits anyway go to the blog tons of really great fashion beauty lifestyle stuff up there um you can connect with me on instagram that's where i'm most active at hello underscore tay um there's links to that kind of everywhere i'm also on pinterest and facebook and if you're really interested in twitter you can find me at uh tay har that's t-a-e-h-a-a-h-r if you have a story you want to email me, you can um, do so at fatgirlpod at hellotay.com. That's in the show notes. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This was such a great episode, and I'm really excited for you to hear the next one. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, and I will catch you next week.